is time. The mozzarella Ugh. cheese sticks are out, and it's game week for Ohio State at Indiana Saturday at 3.30. We are in the Horseshoe Lounge at Roosters to get ready. It is a fun, casual joint, and it is a fun, casual conversation with Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, Bill Landis, and I am Austin Ward. And on top of that, Ohio State has a starting quarterback, Bob. Oh, they hey. did well. Someone was going to start the game. <laughs> well, yeah. They could have put both out, right? They could have, yeah. Both, neither Lincoln Keenholz. I mean, That'd have been a, a, there's a bevy of options. Yeah. How much Ryan Day wanted to troll everybody, but it was, I think it was kind of like we talked about and expected. It was going to be Kyle McCord, and then there's going to be, I believe, heavy rotation. And I don't know if that's two series, three series, and then the next guy gets three, then they play it more of a feel in the second half. But I, I believe both guys are going to get a chance to start, and they want to see what Devin Brown can do, who's a little more of maybe a gamer live rep guy. And I know Urban hated the term gamer, but as a quarterback, it's tough to get a feel for what a guy can do when they never can get touched. They never do a live Wearing rep a ever line. in practice. Black non-contact. Yes. Yeah, so if you're a guy that can make people miss, you can buy some time, you have a better pocket feel, like that's going to be more apparent and it's going to show out more in the game. So I think if that's the case and that's what people are looking at, well, you'll get a chance to potentially see that from Devin Brown. I would say late in the first quarter, early second quarter, possibly. Jay-Z, as someone who's been through a quarterback battle mm-hmm. at Ohio State, what do you make about the way that training camp has played out and then getting to this situation where it's not definitively over and both guys will have an opportunity, as Bob said, against Indiana in some capacity? Hey, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I thought, I thought Kyle would take this and run with it. Uh, just as a guy who's been here, I mean, I was looking today, I mean, Played against Akron, 13 of 18, 300 some yards. You know, like he's been in there. He's, you know, I thought he would take, you know, a little, little lead in this mm-hmm. going early in camp. Uh, he didn't. Then Brown came to play, came, you know, off that little finger surgery he had or whatever it was, and he was back in camp showing him what he can do. I, you know, if they're so close to each other, I mean, it was just so different back in our in my day because we are two different quarterbacks our sophomore year. I feel like these guys are pretty – Pretty much the same type of quarterback. I don't think you're getting one guy who's going to make all these plays run around. I think they both have good pocket presence. I think they both can make guys miss. I don't think you're going to be running the read option with, with them or, you know, something like that. But they haven't separated. And so I understand what Ryan's doing, probably saying, hey, these guys haven't separated. We have three games to go and figure this out. Like Bob talked, get some live reps because all camp long, they've had Jack and JT coming off the edge. They can't sit back in the pocket comfortably. We don't know what it's going to look like when they are being able to get hit who's going to make those plays and who's going to be able to get out of trouble. So, you know, I imagine they're looking at these first three, just camp went the way it did. Nobody really separated. Kyle's looked better the last couple of weeks, making those routine plays. Let's give him the start. I don't know how they're going to run it. I hate the two series deal as a quarterback. You know, I just tell me I'm going to get the first quarter or, t- you know, tell me, you know, so I have an expectation uh, of maybe being able to get in the game a little bit and get a feel for it before I'm yanked out. You know, I think last time I had one of those, and we went three and out two times in a row, had a, yeah. you know, a couple bad things where we could have got the first down but didn't, and then it's like I didn't play again until third quarter. Right. You know, and it's just – that's tough and, you know, unfortunate, but uh, it, it is what it is as well. I mean, I, I think Kyle will go out and do what he does. Uh, I don't know how long or what they do there, I guess. It's early. Maybe they just do, do series um, to give them both – you know, I'm some hoping, action early I'm on. These series are more than three plays. Well, you hope, but I mean, if you get one or two things go, you know, like right. Gonzo dropped a dropped. A, I can still remember it against Texas. Dropped the ball, you know, on a third and five, you know, and it something he doesn't ever do, and it just happened. And then I, I'm off the field for the rest of the game, basically, you know, in, in a way. So 
you know, things can happen. You do hope that the series are longer. They should be longer. It's you're going against Indiana team who's not very good. Um, you know, I don't think their defense. They've lost a lot of players that they had that were actually somewhat leaders on the defensive side last year. They're pretty depleted, so I think we're going to be able to do whatever we want. And I don't think it really matters what that is. But you know, you want Kyle to get that. He's getting this nod. You want him to go out and just give him. So it almost feels like yeah, I did start that game instead of man, I had, I had two bad series and you know got ripped out for the rest of the first half. Bill, so Ryan Day, when he talked on Tuesday, didn't say specifically what that plan will look like. I got the sense that it would be longer than two drives, not guaranteed, because he wanted guys to – wanted Kyle McCord, I guess, to not feel like he could only make one mistake and get pulled or that you have a definite amount of time you're going to be in there and you, you have press maybe to make something happen. Did you – what sense did you get from that conversation? What do you think? Maybe we'll see on Saturday. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think you make a good point about not kind of putting a clock on it for the player because you don't want them to have that in the back of their mind as, as they're playing. I think Bob is probably on or cl- close to what it might look like in terms of first quarter, second quarter. Now, is that a hard line? Probably mm-hmm. not. Like, certainly if a drive carries into the second oh, quarter. Pull them out. Right, Bring them in relief. In the, middle of, in the middle of the crowd, <laughs> the other guy finish it off. No, I, I think you do want to allow them time to play through stuff, good and bad, right? If Kyle McCord throws a touchdown, well, let's we'll see if he can get a rhythm and throw another one. If he, you know, throws an interception and they go three and out, like, let's see if he can bounce back from that. Don't don't pull him out at the first sign of adversity. I don't think Ryan Day is going to do that. So I, I'm in envisioning more of a quarter by quarter kind of approach does that mean each guy's going to get his own like i, I don't know I, I think the game's probably going to transpire in a way where you can kind of do whatever you want as, as jay-z said um as long as it's not series by series and as long mm. as ryan day doesn't say like hey you get the first three he gets the next three do with it what you will because I, I don't think that was is the best way to go about it either um but he's never done this before ryan day like he said that this is uncharted waters for him so and he didn't really let us in on sort of who he's talked to to try to figure out how to, how to go about it. So I'm very interested to see what, what he does. Um, I'm excited to, like, have the evaluation for ourselves, too. Like, so you talked to Brian Kelly about it, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've talked so much about this. And, like, it's a great had, resource. It's been piecemeal with the information. It's like we're finally at a place where we can see it for ourselves and see how they both operate. Both of you guys, you know, Jay-Z, you saw practice about a week and a half ago, Bob. You live inside the Woody, so you sometimes see practice as well. People ask me this question a lot, and I only saw seven practices, and I feel like they are not as different as people make them out to be. Athletically, arm strength all down the road. At least it's not a conversation where you're talking about, let's say, Justin Fields versus Dwayne Haskins. Like, no. Mm-hmm. What have been your impressions on that? How would you? How have you answered that when people ask you? Like, what's the difference? Like, what sets them apart? You know, maybe. Devin is a little more of a fluid athlete, you know, but he's gotten a little bit bigger. So it's not like he's, you know, this wiry guy that's running all around. Um, you know, it's interesting. They put their stuff up like on the boards, all the position groups, and they have, you know, bench press, pull ups, push ups, sit up, or no, you got sit ups. Um, you know, their 40 yard, you know, their top speed. I don't need to do a 40, like top speed, 10 yard dash, you know, L, all these different measurables. And then they have them, you know, spot charted. Gold is elite, red is, you know, good you know blue is poor and like both of the guys Bad dude well i mean that's just what they some of it's just physical attributes and you know some of the like you look at kyle's versus devon's and they look pretty similar mm-hmm. i think it was crazy like devon had a higher top end speed but not by much kyle i think had a better 10 yard day like, you look at this stuff like yeah, they're pretty comparable maybe this guy's a little more fluid i did see kyle did 27 pull-ups and i, I may Whew. I don't know if that's accurate. I, I one, that's, of the strength, that's impressive. one of the strength coaches 
was he was justifying. I want to see these reps, and I want to make sure that we over a day or at one time, yeah, one one set. Xavier, John, Xavier Johnson did fifty. Oh my god! And Kenny Kenny Parker counted them, and Kenny doesn't wow. mess around. Kyle's upper body does look way different than it did two years yeah. ago. I mean, he's a lot stronger. I'm like twenty seven. Impressive. Like, Xavier goes, I did thirty, then I rested, and then I kind of grinded him out. I'm like, I have more confidence in doing fifty than Kyle doing twenty seven. But I mean, you know what? I I both the guys I trust the, the spot of these, so I, I look at him like, all right, like like Kyle's. Chocolate. It wasn't like he was in there pushing him up to get to yeah. twenty seven. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So I'm saying it's not like his 10 yard is slow and Devin's is fast. Like there's everybody's got some different attributes of what they kind of work with. Maybe Devin's a little more fluid than Kyle is as a runner. But if you guys watch the like if in the quarterback run game, both of these guys are more than capable runners, and you will see that. And both of them are physical, they're strong, they're tough, they've got some explosion. You know, maybe Devin's got a little more wiggle, but Kyle's maybe a little bigger. I mean, that's they're very similar. They're very similar in what they can do. I mean, every player is going to be a little bit different. But like you said, this isn't an apples and oranges comparison. I mean, it's like, what type of apple do you like best? Yeah. Granny Smith. <laughs> I mean, some people. The only answer, right? I mean, it's. I'm, I'm honey, Chris. It's a matter of. Honey. Yeah. Oh, it's matter, not good. I don't know what I eat. Some people like crab Whatever apples. the wife gets. <laughs> crab apples. Some people do. <laughs> some horses. Like up with them. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh said he's, he's crab a, apples. He used to throw them at people back in the day. You can't trust anything, Jim Harbaugh says he's a victim <laughs> you know when you go out there and and be a voice for the voiceless there are people yeah. that want to tear you down and bring remember, you down remember That's that right. voice for the voiceless the, the voiceless college football player out there <laughs> now we're making money and have a million followers on social media is he becoming sentient like how can i get people to stop talking about the suspension i know i'm gonna go out and say we're gonna revenue share with players <clears throat> no one else will ask me anything else it, even outside of that, I go, I don't necessarily disagree with his comments, no. but I go, the voice for the voiceless, he's like he's like standing up for human tra- standing up against human trafficking. Yeah. I mean, college athletes, while they maybe should deserve a cut of revenue, I don't know if I would exactly def- put them as hey. a voice for the voiceless. We saw Blake Corum's suit at Big Ten Media Days. Yeah. He's got a voice. He's got I, plenty of voice. And he's got a little jingle in his pocket, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. That's a psycho. Um, all right, let's set aside the quarterbacks for a minute, if we can. There is a game on Saturday, Big Ten opener. Uh, I've said that I think just from watching them, you guys have played in them. You know how hard it is to get ready and go out and play this physical, fast game for the first time. There's rust. There's new teammates next to you. What's it like to prepare for the opener once you get to this point? And why is it sometimes take a little bit of a, a moment to get into a rhythm? Well, because you haven't played football against another team. And so, you know, people can make fun of the NFL preseason – Generally, week one of the NFL season looks a lot better than week one of college football. Did you see week zero? I mean, Ryan was talking about it, like just the, t- the missed tackles, turnovers, penalties, just sloppy ball. Not, that was just Navy. Yeah, <laughs> just just <laughs> lack of execution. And listen, you can say what you want. Those are supposed to be the finest, some of the finest individuals in America. They may not be the like the greatest athletes, but as far as making mistakes, that's not yeah, they something typically that, yeah, are buttoned up yes. and they make the plays that they're supposed to make. If they get there, they'll make it. Yeah, they just might not get there. All yeah, the time. they're not gonna they're not gonna be holding. They're not gonna jump off sides. They're not gonna put the ball on the ground. And like you see those things, it's just a function of. You're practicing against each other, you know it, and it's but you haven't really played as much as you want to have a scrimmage and simulate stuff. The quarterbacks have never been live. So like how can you actually those guys, that's a whole nother element. Yeah. You start getting some pressure on them. I mean, the ball gets slapped out of their hand. Why? I mean, I know they do the drills and work through pushing through, but like they've never had anybody wrap them up and grab them. Like, you gotta pin the ball to your chest to make sure you're not coughing it up. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, I just remember back in the day, always looking forward to it because you get so tired of seeing the same people on the practice field every single day. And especially as an offense, defense has seen you for a couple of weeks. So they are calling everything out. They know what you're doing. Or, you know, they play to that. And so you always look worse than you than you think you should in practice. And it's always just nice to go against somebody fresh. Uh, you know, depending on who you're playing, we went against Antonio, my first start, and he had oh, just yeah. left us. So I was quite worried because <laughs> I'm just like, he knows everything about us and he knows how to attack us, you know? So that was different, but you know, in, in a game like this, I think Ohio state is going to be excited to go out and get some fresh blood. Uh, that offensive line is probably going to say, this is going to be a better, better day for us in practices. Cause we're going against, you know, Ohio state's defensive line in practice. So yeah, I think it's going to be, going to be exciting. I think the kids are pumped to get out there and uh, you know, Slow starts is what it is. It's just nerves of getting out there and being in front of a bunch of fans and being on TV and all that stuff. They'll settle down and get into it. Bill, we've seen that when Ohio State's had to go on the road, that you play, especially against a conference opponent, it can get a little wonky early. Eventually, the talent generally settles in and pulls yep. ahead. But uh, I've been saying it, and maybe, maybe, maybe even hopefully that I'm wrong and everybody comes out ready to go on Saturday. But that wasn't the case against Minnesota two years ago. That wasn't the case in the previous visit to two trips ago to Indiana on a Thursday night in 2017 on down the road, Navy, you know, Virginia tech, you may well be trailing at halftime. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I don't think, I guess I would say that like Minnesota was a, you know, a pretty veteran team that had a lot of continuity. So that probably didn't work in Ohio state's favor. I can't remember the makeup of Indiana, but I know they had some veteran guys, especially quarterback and receiver who were making a lot of plays in that game. Um, Playing a service academy, if you want to go all back to, to 14, I, I think generally puts you at a disadvantage in the opener unless you're Notre Dame this year. Um, so, yeah, I think there, there's going to be some. Is some... Xander Diamant? No, I think no. it was Richard, Le- Richard <coughs> Lego. Richard Lego back then. Oh, Lego, right. that's right. Lego, my. Lego, Lego. my. Yeah. He had the finest half of his career. Xander was uh, 20. You were 21? Yes. Yeah, yeah, what a loser. <laughs> yeah, psycho. Psycho <laughs> behavior. So, I. I it wouldn't surprise me, I guess, if Ohio State does start a little slow. But Indiana, what's the number? Twenty-three transfers there. Like I have yeah, twenty-five. 20, I thought I heard. Yeah, I don't. And I don't know anything about this team. I tried to ask Zach Osterman about them. He covers them for a living. He's like, I don't know anything about them either. <laughs> so, um, I, I think that Indiana, this Indiana team, is a little bit of a different animal than what Ohio State has seen in these openers in the past. All right. Well, we finally have a game, so we can finally get into some Buckeye leaves. We are looking ahead. Someone who needs to shine, Bob, against Indiana on Saturday. Someone you're really excited to see play. It's hard to watch the quarterbacks play. Okay. I would like one of those okay. guys to shine. <laughs> okay, um, I would like fine. to give a Buckeye Leaf to one of the quarterbacks. I mean, I, I, right. I would hope that one of them earns one. Maybe they both. <laughs> well, yeah, let's hope so. um, I would say I'm excited mm-hmm. to kind of see Sonny Styles out there you know, with what they're going to do with him. Everybody's been waiting on this. We got to see him at the end of last year a little more. What he ultimately looks like. I mean, kind of the secondary in general. I don't think Indiana has an offense that you're going to write home about, but how they deploy Sonny, how he moves around, and, you know, what his impact is ultimately on the game. I mean, he has all the physical attributes you want for just about any position, and we'll see what he's able to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to be crazy offensively, but Cam Camper is a guy who you got to keep an eye on. He, uh, you know, was on pace for 1,000 yards last year receiving. Is our secondary going to be able to, you know, that's, that's at least one guy. Jay-Z, you know, I, I think that's good. That's good. I, think, I think I would like to see, you know, Burke or so, you know, whoever's going to be our guy this year. Go on him and just say, I want him all, all game long and see how that goes. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to see the defense play. Uh, everything we've heard is, has been great. I'm excited to see them just in their ears back and get after these guys. But you're just going to schlep um, Yeah, I guess I, you know, it's the first defense. week. I'm so excited. <laughs> and then I'm going to give one to the entire offense, too. 
Let me go down the line. Well, all gas, no breaks. Uh, I think a running back's going to have a big game. I think we might have 200-yard rushers in this one. I think that's something that he's going to want to come out and just kind of pound them and see where that offensive line is on the run, on the run blocking. Uh, which is going to make things easier in the pass blocking. You know, it all kind of works together. So I, I think we have 200-yard rushers. Uh, whether that's Trey coming back and he's fully healthy and he explodes, Evan Pryor maybe getting some run here, you know, in the, in the second half or, you know, whatever, because they got a lot of guys that can go in and get some experience. So I, it, could be, it could be a good one. Yeah, Chip, I mean, gosh, they're they're loaded. But uh, I was watching the Michigan game last night, and Chip Training was just – Running over people. Yeah. Like, oh, he didn't play all year. And this, he's a handful. People in the ball. It's insane. So. Uh, yeah, I was thinking running backs, too. I, I think, um, like, Travion Henderson specifically, I think, is going to have a pretty pretty big game this weekend. Um, I think that's protecting the O-line. I think it's negating some of the pressure that we, I think, expect Indiana to throw at them, try to confuse a new quarterback, new offensive line, just run it down their throat. I, I think that's where they got themselves in trouble a couple of years ago when when the Justin Fields game when he threw three picks. Mm-hmm. They probably should he just, throw three picks in that game? Yeah. yeah. They probably should have just ran the ball down their throat the entire time. Gosh, I was um, on the side. I don't remember being that bad. They did that a little bit last year, too. They ran it on them pretty good, right? Yeah. They didn't blitz nearly as much because they were terrible. But uh, They yeah, were very Justin scared. Threw, they sat back. Yeah, Justin threw three picks in that game. I don't think he was on two feet when he threw any of them. But, uh, yeah, he threw three. That was after he had, like, three games of no incompletions though, or something, wasn't yeah, it? it was so I think he was pressing a little bit. He was, yeah. That he, was, he was trying to put on a laser show. At this yeah, point, right? um, yeah, a big rushing day spearheaded by Travion Henderson, who who backs up all of the, the the talk about him, like sort of being back to his normal self this summer. I want to see a healthy Mike Hall playing as many snaps as possible. Seven, all of them. <laughs> Leave he, him out there the entire. I hope he game. gets seven and maybe triple it. I just what can happen? Maybe. I mean. Maybe. Quadruple it? You don't need to save him for Youngstown State or Western, maybe Western Kentucky. You want to disrupt a, a passing attack, but it's a Big Ten game. What happens if you let him go out there if he is himself 100% physically ready to go? We saw him a couple weeks ago with the ankle taped, and you know that's training camp knocks. Those happen, but healthy version of him in a ro- you know less of a rotation, getting out there to go out and do what he does. Like we really haven't seen that since a year ago in September when he picked up you know that knee injury. So. It's been too long because he's he's fun to watch at his best, and I want that opportunity. Is St. Joe's prep where Marvin and Kyle went? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're on TV right now. As an IMG yeah. St. Joe's. Yeah, I was just watching. I thought that was <laughs> the case. That's why Bill's distracted. Got to watch the Philadelphia <laughs> Catholic League. Oh, that's right. Uh, you know what else is great oh. on Tuesday? Oh, goodness. Tell in us honor, about it. In honor of Jay-Z. Here we go. For his favorite. For my big. favorite. I thought that was Billy's favorite. That's Linda's favorite. Oh, he likes the fried pickles. Oh, Linda loves. Oh, yeah, dad. Yeah, dad loves the fried pickles. Okay, I thought it was Bill's. Yeah, yeah, I've been hyping it up. The yeah, fried Linda, Linda's the mushroom girl. Fried mushrooms today. Mm, she loves Crispy them. on the outside, gooey. And I believe she said inside. the best I've ever had. Oh, wow. Well, ringing three, endorsement from Linda's Wick. They're $3 all day long at Roosters. Boom. Get you in here, even, get them done. You don't even have to wait because we're in here on a Tuesday. Just. Hop on the show right. and head on over to your local Roosters establishment. And also, the season started. Oh, oh, oh. we know what that means. Probably time. Oh, I, think the 12, I think there's 12 <laughs> weeks in the season, <laughs> yeah. Bob. What do they do? What, what are they doing every week for Roosters, 12 weeks? The Roosters Bowl Trip Giveaway. Hey. So, they're going 12 games. There'll be 12 lucky winners. Trips for two. Tickets. Airfare. Deluxe hotel accommodations. Deluxe. Plus, there's other prizes you can get into. You go to roosterswings.com to register, and I don't see any of those sweet little napkins they had before. You come to Roosters, and they had the little QR, QR? code. You could just bam, zap it, bing, bing. sign up there. 
So there's 12 opportunities to win for the 12 games. Winners will be announced each and every week. Nicole's not here, but we got your back. We are ready for game action. We're going to take a quick break in here in the Horseshoe Lounge uh, as our fun, casual conversation continues. Berm will be here, and we roll along in a fun, casual joint. Roosters has been so fortunate. We just want to be able to give some of that back to the community. They donate to organizations that are near and dear to their heart, and we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long time. They always go above and beyond to help support our foundation to further help veterans. It's just a wonderful feeling to know that Roosters supports the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters. Thank you, Roosters. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Welcome back in to the Horseshoe Lounge at Roosters. It is a fun, casual joint, and the fun is about to begin because Firm hey. is here. Are you saying Bill's not fun? Well, I just you know, trying to warm you up so that you oh, have a good. Yeah, just come in strong, and you just second. crushed it, and now it all just went to. I'm a little well, I bit. I guess not. Negative burn. Yeah, geez. I'm a little perturbed. Negatively. Oh, oh, here we oh, go. Here we go. Yes, go. dig in. See, I think what what Austin doesn't tell you, and that him and Bill, because on a day like today, a beautiful beautiful late summer day mm-hmm. weather's perfect it's really nice we get huge news at the ohio state press conference that we weren't expecting and yet i have to spend upwards of an hour in the live chat on youtube defending a decision that i can't understand why anyone would be mad about it because you've been hyping up devin brown to be the next guy that's everybody's heard that's the, that was the word on the street i don't understand it why why does anyone go into this without watching them play this weekend or the next three weeks, have any actual personal investment in the outcome. That's really the best. That's the best point is people are very opinionated on this. Without saying have, anything. Without <laughs> any evidence at all. I mean, this is... Devin Brown did not even play in the spring games. So even get that piece saying, you, you've never really seen him play at all. And you, but he's what, crazy athletic. That's yeah, what everybody says. But what you've seen of Kyle McCord, it's not like you've seen anything that would lead you to believe this guy can't do yeah. it. For he's, 300 yards in his only start that he made against but, Akron. I don't know why Berm's saying, I'm not revealing this information. Be, well, I've told you many times, there. you don't I, have to do it. That's what the people want. They need me to be there to steward them through the process. But you said you don't want to steward them I through the process. I want people to be rational. That's all. I want <laughs> to be rational. <laughs> right. You know what? Get out of here. 1990 <laughs> called. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up, Peter Pan. It doesn't happen anymore. I want rational actors. I want people to say, you know what? <laughs> I'm not sure about these guys, and we're going to find out more in the next few weeks. Like, luckily, we have three games to see them both play. Like, that's the only response that makes sense. We all know so, that they're both highly rated recruits. They both come in with throwing a lot of touchdowns in high school and winning state championships and doing all the things you want. We, we've seen them not play against other teams in two years, really, since Kyle McCord started that game against Akron in week three of 2021. How does that was, any, that was two years. Why does anyone have an opinion that is like hard and fast on this? I just don't. Where did it. they develop their opinion? I think I, from listening to tchotchkes on everyone on the has, internet. Like everyone has an opinion, and I get it. Like, but I don't think that everyone's got a butthole too, Berm. Well, not stink. everyone. There are some people who are just persecuted through life. Buttholes, bonus holes. Oh boy, they, how do you excrete your? I'm sure they have a bag or something. That's not the point. The point is, they're not fun. The point is, he's sure of it. He says, <clears throat> "Well, I mean, I, what other logical? Yeah, they're not okay. puking. Right, you got to come out somewhere. They're not puking it up. Well, that would be <laughs> disgusting." So the point is, 
There's a movie about There's that. no reason anyone should have a, a, a strong opinion one way or the other. Like, we all talk to people inside the program. That's the beauty of our jobs. You, you've watched every practice this fall. I don't know about everyone, but I've seen like 98%. He did go on, on a birthday trip to get away not, from not, it. That's true. He had to stop thinking about the quarterbacks. I'm out of here. I'm going to the Bahamas. 98% of the practices you were at. And I'm of the similar opinion of Ryan. Of Ryan. Like, you told me to say who's definitively better. I, what, what practice did you want me to watch and evaluate? <laughs> No, I, it's just puzzling to me. I, I, I think it's awesome that we're going to get to see these guys go head to head for the next month. I actually, um, you know, we talked about it ad nauseum in the last month, like, oh, God, that'd be such a bad idea. But now I'm like, you know what? I think this is the right way to handle it because you get a much different sense of what a quarterback is when the live bullets are flying. You're yeah. not going to be, you know, your point about Devin Brown earlier is well made. Like if if people think that what separates him from Kyle McCord is his ability to make plays and yeah. get out of the pocket and do then we need to see it. And we need to see it when he can actually get hit. Yes. Uh, if Kyle McCord's, if the thing that separates him is consistency and maybe being more, more accurate as a passer, we need to see it when the defense doesn't know what's coming. Because what we saw in the fall was a defense knowing every play and getting a lot of HOBs, you know? So how do you, how, how do you get what's it? What's an HOB, bro? Hands on balls. Hands? That's why um, we're saying HOBs. We were trying oh. to avoid this. That's. <laughs> Bob's, Bob's about to lean H-O- into that new for, stat. Well, I am. I, mean, I love those HOBs. Put, a, put an HOB card in my on my wife's nightstand. HOB. So the, the question is. Yeah, only one? How about a stack? Well, you can reuse it. I'll laminate <laughs> it. <laughs> Good whenever you need it. The question I have for you guys. Now, I'll make one for you, Jason. Yeah, thanks. Too. How, Alan. Yeah, how, how does perfect. The, how does the team handle it? Like, how does the team handle this knowing that the quarterbacks are going to be a little bit on edge probably over the next couple of weeks? Um, you know, defensively, I think, gosh, I would love to harass guys. It'd be so great. But I think these are, it's a bunch of nice dudes out there. I think the receivers just they want to see the best guy go out there and win. I, I don't think there's a team bias either. Yeah. Where sometimes you see like, well, you know, they really like this guy. They really like that guy. I think they both see some inconsistencies out of the guys. The receivers have been very good at handling because they and get vocal vocal and they've, they've got the toughest questions and they've talked and they've hey this is what's happening this is what's going on we support both guys I mean, they just want the best guy to play um i think that happened a little bit bob sorry to interrupt like we talked so much about 2015 and if there were choosing sides or how urban meyer handled all that but i really think 2017 was a, a more clear example of when people on the roster were like we would really like Dwayne's upside or Joe Burrow should be out there over JT. I thought that was a more fractious locker room. Oh yeah, I think 2012 was more fractious than 2015, and that doesn't—that's a year people will look back at and say there was no decision to be made. But I know very well that there were a segment of the locker room that would have preferred Kenny Guyton being the quarterback at times that year over Braxton Miller. So you're you're going to get some divisiveness no no matter what. But to your point, these guys don't. See, there's nobody that has like. Their, their personalities are different, but they're not. There's not one guy that's like reclusive and doesn't yeah. talk to anybody. Kyle's a little bit more understated, but he's still very personal. He's also been here longer, yeah, he's, so he knows people a little better. He's confident. He's not like, you know, Devin is a is a big personality, and that's why people are drawn to him initially. I think, um, but it's not like you see a, a, a sectioning off of the fan, of the locker room. Well, oh, that's our guy. No, that's and you are worried about that, and that's the one thing when you have these. Uh, quarterback battles play out is seeing a schism in the team, and you never want to see that divide happen. And I don't think it has. I think a lot of it has to do with the way, you know, Mickey Marotti handles the offseason stuff, and he gave guy, both guys leadership opportunities. And 
spreads it around a lot so you can kind of see that and everybody can see what these guys are and really they're both good dudes so like that's the only thing like the guy that hey you throw an interception you're pointing your wide receiver like all right nobody wants to see that and so these guys they're not both guys understood offensive line had some work to do and they weren't out there you know throwing the ball in the crowd when they got sacked and get pressured so they handled it and everybody saw it they're both professionals they're both leaders they do a good job with it and so I think that affords them the luxury, Ryan, the luxury of being able to do this and not worrying, you know, come a week or two weeks from now, whenever it might be, that if he picks a guy and there's going to be, you know, it doesn't have to be 50-50, as much as 25-30%. That's a large portion of the team that's saying, like, well, this guy shouldn't be playing. And you're worried about that. Yeah, which they don't have, right? They don't I mean, have yeah, that. Don't I haven't have seen that. that. And... Do you think that's because this team specifically trusts this head coach specifically? to make this decision because it seems like Ryan day is uniquely positioned to make a decision at that spot at quarterback where the team will say, you know what, look what he's done in the last five years. We can just trust that this is the right decision. I think so. And he's also, and I think everybody's been guys, they're watching the same film. Well, that's, like, what I, yeah, that's what they I was going to say. The like, they see stuff. practice, they see what's going on. So it'd be almost like Ryan saying, well, we're going this way. And the team saying, what? Huh? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It's because he had one good practice today. Yeah, we but, watched him not play. Like, they've seen the inconsistency. Yeah. So, like, I think they realize this is the yeah. way what you have yeah. to do. Yeah, and so that way you're not going to get those receivers saying, man, we wish this guy was playing. It's like, hey, look, we got to do our best to help out whoever's in there because, we, you know, we're going to see how it goes in live, the live bull. And I definitely didn't think a month ago or even two weeks ago that I would say, well, now I'm on board with the benefit of that for Ohio State because, you know, from my perspective, and this could be another Peter Pan situation, like, hopefully – the media, myself, the fans, everybody can see it and say, well, here's a sample size. They're both. It was a relatively even opportunity. One's ahead. That's why he's the starter. And then you can put the rest of it behind and everyone gets on the same page. Maybe that won't happen in, uh, in today's society. Um, maybe that's just too optimistic. But at least when it comes to the people inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, that should paint a clearer picture for them. Not that they even, they may not need it. As you said, Jay-Z, about they, they're watching the same film. They already know the situation, but once you have an additional part, it wasn't like one of these guys won't have an opportunity to show what they can do. Yeah. And then you would think that would make sh- that would eliminate any of that device. I think it will. And because those guys are going to then watch the same film in yeah. the game and see how guys handle it. And if you know, we talk about Devin's athleticism, how great it is and whatever they, I mean, Michael Vick incarnate, I guess. <laughs> um, but you also see a guy that like, if he's escaping the, like the pocket too early, he's not being patient in there. Like, that's also something that people seem like, you know, if you would have hung in, then mm-hmm. hey, you would have yeah, done this. this and have an offensive tackle. Like, I'm blocking the guy. Why did you run around and give him a better angle to now come and now, sack? Now, to, like, to their benefit, I mean, they've been doing that all practice, or, oh, you know, yeah. all, all, all camp. So it is hard. Your, your mind almost oh, gets yeah. trained, like, I'm going to have to get out of here. You know, and then when you actually do have that time, it's like, oh, something's wrong. <laughs> I should be, you know, it does mess with your clock as a quarterback. But your point, we'll be able to see that. We'll be able to, all right, listen. So you gotta, you gotta overcut, be able to trust. Yeah. You gotta be able to trust your guys when, in, in a game situation, and, and just know that they're going to do their jobs and be able to tell a lie. I think it's you, you know when when you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one is what they always say. But with the games we have and their schedule, the way the schedule set up, nobody separated themselves. I think it's perfect to go out oh. there and see what they can do against you know somebody else. Talk about like the leadership element, the toughness. Like, well, the guy you'd be willing to hang in the pocket, take a take a shot, and push the ball down the field and deliver it the way that it needs to be. Like that's. Yeah. That's the hardest part about playing quarterback, and that's the one thing that you cannot replicate unless you're going to go full on live yeah. in practice where you've got to step into something where you have pressure in your face knowing I'm going to get hit. This is where the ball needs to go. It could be a potentially a very big, big play because of it, and you've got to eat one. 
And not everybody's always willing to do that. I said it uh, on our previous show on Monday night. I, I do not buy the adage of if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. At but if this you have two, po- you at, have at this three. Point, at this point. Now, if we get to September 24th and you're heading into South Bend and we're still having these conversations, I may change my tune on that. Yeah. And, How about Thanksgiving Day? Uh, I would feel <laughs> not good about it then either. You'd uh, be sick. I, I, I think that you have to you have to take these next couple weeks as almost as a de facto uh, preseason, preseason yeah. and, and <clears> let <throat> the guys get like-to-like opportunities in the next three weeks so that you can figure it out from here because – we talked about this on Snap Judgment, but if you go into Saturday and Com Accord plays the first half and the Buckeyes end up leading 35 to 7 at half, Com Accord, did I get those backwards? However, you get it. Whoever starts, I'll start. Com Accord starts, he goes out and the Buckeyes are leading 35 7. My brain just shut up. Uh, and then you get into the third quarter and then Devin Brown plays, it's not the same thing. Oh. So you need to find a way to make these opportunities, you know, one to one. As opposed about to this, you kind of do the quarterish deal. Maybe just let little Link play in the second half, the Legend of Zelda, and then you start one in one game and one in the other game. I think that's what you go one I've, one half, second half, and then flip them. Yeah, I don't first half. Second I've half. heard of a coach yeah. who once let one player start one game and one start another game, and that's, that's how that's he did. That's the idea that I'm into. That's honestly the. Uh, uh, but you know, I, I understand. You've been up there. You've been drinking the Kool Aid. I know there's. I live there. <laughs> Sake. I know there's a difference between that's all they talk about. Youngstown State. Is that bunk beds? Trying to be a voice for the voiceless here, bro. Someone's, someone's got to be. Uh, if Western Kentucky and Youngstown State are not the same, but they're kind of the same. I, I mean, to Ohio State, they're the same. Uh, defensively, they're pretty much the same. Okay, like Western Kentucky's offense is pretty good, and they'll be a much bigger, bigger challenge for the Ohio State defense than Youngstown State will. But from a defensive standpoint, those teams are not that dissimilar. I think you will get a similar like feel for how things <laughs> yeah. go. Youngstown State is as FCS. Western Kentucky defensively is an FCS school. Let's not kid ourselves. So is USC. I, I, I don't know that it's – I still maintain that it's not the same and it wouldn't it's be even – exactly the because, same, but it's close enough to you can get an, a sense if you just let one – Unless of Western Kentucky has Khalil Mack playing defensive end, I would say that they're similar-ish. But like, if Marvin Harrison and Emeka Ibuka and Travion Henderson play in the second quarter against Youngstown State, something is very wrong. They shouldn't need – Got a bubble wrap hey, them. All this talk, away, coach. All this goal for stats. All this talk about <laughs> stat game. We're winning personal hey, awards this year. Take me out of here. <laughs> I'm trying to win reps and, and be ready for week 15 and stay fresh. That that shouldn't be happening like in the middle of games of consequence. You should be load managing against Youngstown State and Western Kentucky I when you can. I don't disagree, but that's why you play those guys first half, right? You here's. Devin gets the first half against Youngstown. Because you also want them to get reps against live, you know. Because I want Tristan Jenny and 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 everything else to play against those two teams. I want, I I know it's silly, but you get four games now before you get a burner red shirt. I want Lincoln Keynote playing in those two games. I want Tristan Jebbia playing in those games because you just don't know what the hell is going to happen throughout the season. So I want those guys playing. I want Lincoln Keynote throwing passes in the second half against. I want winners. Well, you're not. I don't think you'll get that. Can we get a great graphic when if Link when he becomes a starter of like the Legends of Zelda? You <laughs> know, easy, no problem. I, I'm excited for that. I'll get you that. I'm a big Zelda fan. Eight o'clock tonight. Oscarina of time. Eight, eight o'clock tonight. Okay. All right, let's set aside the quarterbacks and focus on Ohio State at Indiana. Is there anything like putting aside the turkey at Thanksgiving? Well, yeah. well you have to have some, some good stuff. sides. Yeah, I mean, some mashed some potatoes. Sides, let's have some mashed Noodles. potatoes. Okay. Or. Cranberry, corn concern. If you is there anything about Saturday that has you concerned? I'm hoping 
that Tom Allen, since it's the first game of the season, he's probably looking at this game as I can't get smoked. And the only way that I have any chance of competing is to pressure young quarterbacks that he heats this thing up and to see what these guys can do against pressure. And whether that's breaking the pocket and running a little bit, buying some time and throwing it, just delivering it, you know, getting through your reads really quickly. That's it right there. I think that is the concern. It wouldn't surprise me if he, you know, rushing two and rushing six or seven in back-to-back plays. Like right. I, I could see him changing up so dramatically that, you know, knowing that's the only pathway. Like they can't sit back there and just play base coverage and think that they're going to get there with three or four guys and that Marvin and Omeka, like they're not. Carnell, but after you make them pay a couple of times, yeah. they're going to say, well, that, so, that didn't work out so, so well. From a concern standpoint, is the bigger concern when they do that, that it's going to be on the offensive line concern or the quarterback concern? I think both. Well, the offensive line concerns turn into quarterback concerns when they get past that guy. And then he's got to make it. Um, and make, if the quarterback doesn't know where to go with it because, yeah. you know, if that guy comes out, so yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely. He has to make a snappy J. This, snap. this isn't a bold predictions show, but uh, I think Travion Henderson, I told, said on the radio this morning, I think he's going to have 200 yards rushing. I wouldn't be surprised if he has like a 75-yard touchdown like on a screen pass in the first quarter of the game because Indiana is going to go crazy, and that little outlet pass to, to Trevion is going to be a big part of stopping He's, that early. They have, he has what they call, Berm, home run ability. Breakaway speed. He's <clears throat> got a burst. He can take it to the house. You know what's interesting is that Urban didn't like, actually, when I say didn't like, prohibited the use of the tailback screen. So that would not have been in the game plan. You know what's interesting? Is that Urban Meyer's offense was extremely outdated by the time <laughs> that, what? He, that he turned it over to Ryan Day. So okay. imagine no. not completing that comeback. Ryan, Ryan snuck in that. Yeah. Snuck in the screen. Get the screen to snuck, so why don't we ever throw? We have these great running backs. Why don't we ever throw to them? Yeah, I do think that Ohio State has to do that a lot more, and you got to bring back the pop pass in the end around. Oh. Austin loves the pop pass. I love it. This guy pop pass people right pop. here. They've got some good stuff. They've got some good stuff in, man. I'm telling you, Ryan, when I watch their offense, I am very impressed with his ability to draw up plays scheme where I'm like, oh, that's what he's doing right there. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty easy, Jay-Z and I were talking, like, it's a pretty easy read for the quarterback. Now, you here's the thing. You got to grip it and rip it, okay? You know what we need? Is we should probably have Scotty Mack go in and talk to these guys (laughs) before the game. The gunslinger. they just put the monarch out there at quarterback? The you know Monarch what? That is not very mobile. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It gets through the ball in time, though. Here's one of my, my thoughts heading in this weekend is that I'm really hoping Jim Knowles is basic this weekend and for the next three weeks. You're I basic. I don't want to see the Ohio State defense doing anything crazy before Notre Dame. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure you guys can go out there, cover pass receivers, tackle, and walk off the field with a 40-point win. Like, that's what I want to see. No I do, big plays? I, no big plays. You are not giving up that crap. Give up a couple big plays to Indiana. It's going to be, people are going to be. Go out there. You are way more talented than them. You have the deepest Ohio State defensive front, like 15 that we've seen in a long time. Like, go out there and do it. Maybe top 20. Go out there and just let the guys play football. Let the boy watch. <laughs> I like it. Hey, I'm with you. They don't need to show anything. They can go play base against these guys. Should be. And they should be able to play base and stuff them. You know, a little pressure here and there. But I think this is a great opportunity where we talked about that D-line getting pressure. This should be an opportunity for, for them to get pressure with four. guys. 23 like, incoming transfers for Indiana. This is a team that has no idea who they are. Go out there and just 
shut it down early. That's what that sounds if, like if that doesn't in, happen. Sounds like a team in transition. Yeah, it is a team in transition, Bob. That's exactly what I was going to say. The the point is, Ohio State has trailed at the halftime each of the last four times they've opened the season on the road. At uh, when they played against Navy in 2014, at Virginia Tech in 2015, at Indiana in 2017, at Minnesota in 2021. Wait, they, wait Virginia Tech in 15, they trailed. Yep. Really? Yep. Even after the Braxton, yep, the, that was their the, quarter. Oh, was that? That was opening the second half. I thought, in my mind, that always was like the first play of the game. So they trailed all four of those games at the half. I do not want to see that crap on Saturday. Like Uh, this team, uh, I bet you don't needs to come out and remind itself and the the world of college football, but also Ohio State fans who that show them who you are. I like it. You know what? what I'd like to see. It's three things. Here's what it is. A mistake-free, opportunistic oh, offense. Shoot me in the A head. relentless defense uh. and superior special units. <laughs> I said that to Shanks. He goes, I like that. I go, it's because I well, stole it's because, from Yeah, because goes, we, we, we heard it every day for four years. Did Shanks not read his winner's manual? <laughs> he goes, I thought I'd heard that before. I'm like, well, as soon as you started, I'm like, yep, here we go. They, they, Ohio State did select a kicker today as well, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Did yes. they make that decision? Jayden Fleming? Jaden Fielding. Or Fielding, yes. I thought they picked up. Uh, it turns they, out, I'm not guessing. They picked Parker, up the dude from. Turns out Parker Lewis can lose. He he yeah, he can't it. lose with Lewis. It's whatever. Uh, <laughs> kudos to Jaden Fielding for being a preferred walk-on last year as a true Love freshman, it. playing and then coming out and get and the out of the lantern, man. Let's go, baby. Kickers Somebody's, needed. Kickers are important. He's got to go do that. That'll be something else to watch on Saturday. Got to be somebody's baby. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the best version of that song is Phantom Planet, and it's probably the best cover of all time somebody's baby they couldn't hear it on the mic but you'll never get it out of your head now for the rest of the day oh, that's this great. is one of the reasons why i'm so glad that this road trip we're actually making separately on friday and driving two cars over because i don't want to hear that song how dare you and i know that that's your go-to because they're taking two cars yeah it's not to the sense. stadium it's and a- it's the last song we have to hear before we go in doesn't make that's sense. how you get ready it's like the white shirt just don't here. care about the it doesn't make climate sense or anything driving two cars i don't want to drive down to columbus and then drive over to india uh, zip Right down. Take 24 straight over. You got a lot of great opportunities here. I mean, there are hopefully four trips to Indiana for you. I mean, oh, can't wait. Leslie in Hoosier, Michigan. It's the Hoosier State. We got Notre Dame. We get Indiana. We get Purdue. And then Big Ten title game. We get to a it's not game. in Vegas this year? The Big Ten title game? Not yet. No, that's that's down the road. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to drive to that one. Yeah, no oh, doubt. Yeah. That's, a, that's an easy It'll start after like Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's a great idea. Honestly, if we just took a road trip across America. No, and brought the show on the road. Oh yeah, that'd, that'd be great. Me. I'm not driving. You let me know where I'll, f- I'll fly in. I want to try <laughs> that blasphemy against Phantom Planet. I want to go through Pierre, South Dakota, and stop in at the home. Wait, of, of there, are they the ones that did the OC theme song? Right, that's right. That's amazing. They have a cover of that. It's the best cover. It's actually the- pretty good, but we just heard it a lot. Listen, I have I'll tell no you this. idea what you're talking about. Laura, hundred percent of the time, once heard J Z will remember this because we used to play a lot of James Blunt in the weight room. Back in the day, uh, of course. Why not? Yeah. Why would you? I mean, little Gavin DeGraw, Dave. Uh, yeah, it was, you know what I mean? and so we used to play that. So I could sing. He had a nice cover of Ricky Raccoon, by the way. We would um, play it all the time. And somewhere between Chicago and Milwaukee, there was a CD that was ejected from his car. Laura <laughs> threw it out the window. He just said, "Played it about eight times on repeat." Well, if Firm throws my phone out of the car, we're gonna have a different problem. But we will be on the road Saturday in Bloomington, Ohio State at Indiana. Cannot wait for a game. To talk about and break down We've roosters on the run driving in the sun looking up for number one california <laughs> here we come 
That's the Rose Bowl. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the show. Uh, Roosters is closed on Labor Day mm. so that their employees with their families. can that's be right. with their families. So we will be on in here in the Horseshoe Lounge next Tuesday as well. We'll talk about Ohio State and Indiana in its entirety with Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham, and Bill Landis. I am Austin Ward. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week and enjoy the opener.